You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Announcing a 3-2 overtime win from Sir Otter and Sir Robertson. Stars win by a final score of 3-2 in the shootout. Welcome to Star Remarks. <laughs> so cheesy. Stars win once again, you guys. What a game. Uh, before we get into the game tonight, we want to say thank you to everybody who joined us on uh, the Watch Along, me and Chris. James wasn't able to be there, but we do appreciate uh, you know everybody joining us there. We had a ton of fun. That was so much fun to watch. And uh, before we get in any further... We say thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Go and use the promo code THPN. Anyways, guys. And we start off the show with GGs because it's a big win. GG boys. There we go. There's the that GG boys huge. that everybody was looking for, Chris. So What okay, a crazy guys. game. Yeah, go for it, Chris. Talk. Talk? Um, the Anything. Stars should have won this game a, a million times over. And they do the Stars thing. And they... Both the goals of the Golden Knights score are in the last minute of periods, the first and second, respectively. Of course, because Dallas Stars, they play an amazing second period. That was their best period of the game, and they left that period without without having won it because of the last second goal by Vegas. We go to the third. So much pressure and everything up until the five-minute mark. Can't bury it. And then Otter stands on his head at the end of the third. To keep us in it, and an overtime otter stands on his head. We go to overtime, and no, and both goalies refuse, refuse to refuse to lose. And then our best player, Miro Heiskanen, finally buries one in the seventh round, and then Otter remains perfect on the shootout for tonight. And wow, that that game was crazy. Stars get the two points that they needed, and honestly. I was ex- that was exciting. I'm excited, but man, I'm terrified. We need one out of four points. <laughs> <laughs> James, what do you think, bud? We have we didn't get to hear your thoughts all night. So, what did you think about tonight's game? Yeah, so so I actually just listened to the game tonight just on the ticket. It was still an absolutely fantastic game. Like it, it's so it, it's so much fun listening or watching to these these it really that that's a playoff game there. That's that is a that's, playoff game. That is a crazy. That's by far the craziest game of the season. It's by far going to be the craziest game of the entire week for for all of the NHL. It was, and, and I actually did get back and I got to watch the shootout. So that was the best part for me. I got to watch that's the shootout. Awesome. And oh my goodness, Miro. Calm yeah. down, man. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was yeah. dirt. Oh it man. Was, it was oh. insane. 
No, yeah, Logan Thompson bit on it big time. And as soon as he did that, I knew it was going in the back of the net. I knew it. And every star's goal, including the shootout goal, were all beautiful. And they had to be because Thompson stopped everything else. Yeah. Literally everything. Yeah. Let, let, Unbelievable. Let's get, in, let's get into that guy because, I mean, if there's any big storyline that comes out of tonight's game, is yes, Robertson got two goals. Yes, Otter was huge in the third period, especially, and in the overtime and in the shootout. But what about the overall play of Logan Thompson, a guy who has been called upon by a franchise to basically save their season, and he gave everything left he had in the tank. That was absolutely a pleasure to watch that guy work and what he did. So yeah, I mean, and he Thompson better was, get he better get a start a starting job or at least a very least a backup job next year. You don't need to go out and get another goalie. Laurent Bassois can go away. This is the Logan Thompson and Robin Leonard show for Vegas. That was yeah, incredible. And, and Otter had a get, had a great game too, but Thompson was doing it the entire game. I mean, Otter's third period and overtime were outstanding, but Thompson played a complete hundred percent awesome game. They were the only reason it was close. The star should have been ahead by a billion at that point, like I said. Well, and obviously uh, we should point out his biggest save. None bigger than the guy as a Dallas Stars fan that you want having the puck on a breakaway in overtime going down the ice, and he made it look pedestrian. He did. It was an amazing glove save. Just stuck it up there. Took it away. Oh, yeah. And pull up Alex's comment. We forgot to mention he's injured in the in the dying embers of the overtime and then goes seven rounds in the shootout. Crazy you, play by Thompson. You, you cannot doubt the the heart and the soul and the play of that young man right there. 25 years old. He was in the AHL for most of the season. You know, Robin Leonard gets hurt. Laurent Bassois gets hurt. They're both out for the season, and he gets thrust into a situation where he's being asked, a lot, and he delivered as much as he possibly could. So, I mean, I cannot say anything, any more gushing comments about the play of Logan Thompson tonight. And we've gushed about Thompson. Moving on, we are going Talk to about gush about Otter. Robertson. Oh, okay. Huh? All right. Who? I was saying Otter. No, we're going to gush about Robertson. Robertson, first. two goals. The only person to score. His first goal was incredible. Oh, he undressed McNabb. The dude was naked on the rink. I mean, he, he he literally fell. The dude fell down because of how bad Robertson outplayed him. And then the shot, which is on the post and in the net, unbelievable. The second one, perfect place, perfect pass shot, perfect deflection into the net. I mean, the, the Stars needed perfect goals to score on Thompson tonight, and Robertson had two. And he reaches the 40-goal mark, like we said. He needed to if we were going to make it to the playoffs, and he's right the now fourth. It certainly looks like it. The fourth Dallas Star ever to do that. He joins Jamie Ben, Tyler Sagan, Mike Madano. That's amazing. And now Jason Robertson in his sophomore season. Wow. And Alex oh said it God. best: biggest winner, <laughs> Jason Robertson. Thompson played great. Robertson played better. He scored two. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into biggest winner and biggest loser. Uh, we've kind of already talked about a lit about some of the players tonight. Uh, I have to give my biggest winner to Logan Thompson tonight because of his play. This game was close. And I'll I mean, give he, it was amazing. 
So I'll Chris, give mine to Robo for obvious reasons. James, who's your biggest winner? Can't be one of those two. Uh, since I'm going in the spirit of the name of the podcast, okay? It's Luke Glendinning for scoring a goal tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he got a goal tonight, man. He did it. Oh, man. Luke Glendinning. Uh, you know what? I'll take that segue. Biggest <laughs> loser, Luke Glendinning. He played the worst game he has played as a Dallas star tonight. The, the best night to do it. He finishes the night. Check out these fire stats. Luke Glendinning, minus one. Great. T- the One penalty, which led to a goal. Great. Honestly, that penalty's trash. And I'm going to talk about the officiating here, er, here later. He has a 50% face-off percentage, which for a guy who's not supposed to be his main thing is terrible. He obviously scores the first goal for the Knights. I mean, it wasn't even like... I don't even know what he's doing. Like, what does he think is going to happen when he deflects that puck? And, like, and if that gets through, it's just a jam shot on Otter, and he's going to save it. Mm-hmm. it. It's a terrible play. It's awful. And all over the ice, he, he's he's giving up chances. He's losing puck battles. He's doing the opposite of what Luke Glendinning has to do. So he, he was terrible. Tr- truly can't understate how bad he was. And, and if you want to – a true winner for me. I'll steal Ardell's here. Uh, Michael Rolfel being crazy physical tonight. He asks how many hits he gets on the night. He ends the night with nine hits. Wow. Like, oh That's insane. <laughs> I'm going to eat crow again. Rolfel was great. That hip check, that classic hip check was so sweet. I loved it, dude. It was so good. I am glad that Pacioretty is okay, though. It looked like he was okay, and he yeah. played in the overtime. So we should mention it- that. He was okay because it was a good hit. It was hip on hip. Perfect. Can't do it better. Awful. Roffel played amazing. He didn't play awful. Roffel played awesome. The alliteration doesn't work, though. Yeah, I was about to say alliteration. <laughs> Who's your biggest loser, Ryan? Um, that's a good question because mine was going to be Luke Glendinning, but that was kind of the obvious one. Um, I can't really think of one. Off the, I, I got I, one. Ben and Sagan. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I got a lot of things I'm upset about. Finn and Sagan were non-existent in this game. And not even just non-existent, they were actively bad again. They, Sagan almost blew it in the overtime because he doesn't know where the puck is when it's between his skates. They almost scored on that. Unbelievable. No offensive chances from either of them. They had so much time on ice, especially in the third period, which was so... Mm, that was so frustrating. I hated that. More than anything, on the earth. Um, ben and Sagan each finished the night with about 20 minutes. Sagan has a minute more. Ben has a minute less. That beats Pavelski. That beats Hintz by a lot. And that beats that Robertson be. by even more. That should Your be. time on ice leaders are Ben and Sagan, and they were bad. It's unbelievable. This team is... And I'm moving to another one. It's terribly mismanaged. And Foxa takes a shootout attempt. And Nemestikov before our best player. So so many reasons we should have lost this game. And, like, I'm so happy we won. And Otter kind of stole it at the end there. It was, it was Robertson and Otter who stole it. But, yeah. man, there's a lot of reasons we could have and should have lost. 
And a lot of it is the veterans and the coach, which is supposed to be our strong point. So I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm done with the old Dallas Stars. I am all bought in on the new young guys. I'm all bought in on whatever new coach we want to bring in to help them play better. Whoever they want, they can pick. I mean, Jim Neal's done a terrible job of picking coaches, obviously. So let's let let's let them pick. Man, I, I thought that's of somebody, not even actually. my last thing that I'm going to rant about. <laughs> Well, let, let me go ahead and do my biggest loser, and I'll let you rant about the officiating, Chris. Okay, uh, <laughs> I, I thought about I thought about one while you were go you were going because and it's it's a lesser of a loser because he made up for it with one of the uh, passes he made tonight on sec- on Robo's second goal. But John Klingberg, uh, he had a couple of turnovers in tonight's game that he typically has, and it was frustrating to watch. But in his defense, he did make up for it. I mean, he was totally looking at Robo for that high tip. So. <laughs> The- I, I kind of can't get on to him for that, but I, I, I still would like to see better defensive play by him. That's that's yeah, all I, I'm saying. He, he needs to handle the puck better. I mean, really, that second goal from Robertson is like all Klingbergs too. It's like that. that is a like – It is, yeah. They both got that goal. Robertson was staring at him all the way from the boards with his stick on the ice, and he's just looking for the pass. And he's like, he knows it's going to get to him too. That's the awesome thing. He knows yeah. that Klingberg can get it there. And okay, yeah, really, he was just like a catcher sticking his glove out. He put he put the stick yeah. there and he said, "Hit it." <laughs> yeah. And uh, here's a, here's another uh, thing by bonus here that we could question about. And and you actually mentioned this on the watch along, Chris, while we were watching. Uh, so this is from Alex. Four on four. This uh, this is to end the third period. Ben Sagan taking ozone face off, which is fine by the second line, whatever. Uh, Vegas ices it almost immediately, and then bonus sends out Roffle and Glendening. For the next ozone face-off. Why? Why, Chris? I literally asked you that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I literally said, why did he do that? It's an idiotic decision. I mean, he saw the, their good players go out. He's like, okay, let's put out the checking line. The, it's just stupid. The only thing I can th- I would be okay with is if Glenn Denning was out there and you had Robertson or Hintz to take a shot. So Glenn Denning's out there just to win the face-off just in case Hintz gets kicked out or something like that. I would understand that. But uh, that I, I, I don't understand why you would put both Raffle and Glendening out there four on four, and it could have cost us the game. So it's a, let's it's go. An idiotic decision. I I do have a biggest loser for tonight, actually. Okay, My, go for it. Mine is going to be secondary scoring because in the last twenty <laughs> goals zero? that we have, huh? Yeah, give me yeah. that, James. Okay, Big in stat. the last twenty goals we have, fifteen of them have been scored by that first line. That is 75% of the last 20 goals for the first line. And if we get anyone, any secondary scoring night, we win in regulation and we're in a playoff spot for sure. That's the statement of the night right there, James. That's a big That's a big uh, point to make and a, a great stat to point out too. Chris, let's go ahead and get into it. Ardell's already bringing it up. Robe was pissed at the refs. Can we hear Chris rant about NHL officiating tonight? What the Hades was that four and four crap call? Go ahead. The officiating is ridiculous. The fact that the power plays are tied this game is asinine. The Stars played a great clean game all night long and were rewarded by having the same amount of power plays as the other team, which is ridiculous. They missed the first odd uh, two many men on the ice call, which was, I mean, they literally had six guys and were playing the puck at the same time. I mean, that's. I mean, that's the definition of the rule. That's that's penalty you have to call even if you decide you're swallowing the whistle. And they just missed it. 
in the third period, they missed another too many men on the ice. They missed a high stick on Klingberg that drew blood. Like they, they showed a close up on him on the bench. There was blood on his lip. That would have been a four minute power play with a, to, to, to clinch the playoffs. And we don't get it. They miss a hook that would have led to an odd man rush going the other way. In overtime, which he's talking about with Rope, literally interference in the offensive zone. Like, and there's no other way to put it. He just flat out checked him. I mean, th- there's no other way you can put it. And I skipped the one-for-one one call at the end of the third, which is ridiculous. There's no reason to insert yourself like that into that game. I mean, what what did that do? It's the end of the game already. There's no reason to try and control the game when it's over. You already failed at your job by not calling penalties properly. So the officiating tonight was awful. They did not help this game. And the Stars deserved at least three power plays tonight, and they got none of them. And that, that could have been huge for momentum, and we're not even going to know. Because that first power play by the Stars was fine. Like, it was pretty good, especially compared to the ones we've been seeing. Yeah, and, that's very true. And we don't even get another chance, which is just wrong. I mean, we, we should have had plenty more chances tonight from that. And if this is the way the officiating is going to be in the playoffs, I mean, that's going to be rough. Yeah, they don't call anything in the playoffs is what they do. They, I didn't it's even a totally mention. different brand of hockey. I didn't even mention they called the Glendinning hook in the offensive zone for the weakest hook I've ever seen. He, by the rule book, that is a hook. He tapped him on the hands. Sure. But that's not what they called. They called it penalty right after letting the too many men on the ice call go. It, it's asinine. It's not consistent. It's wrong. The Stars were playing safer, and they don't get any reward for that. It honestly cost them. Like, they should have been playing more dirty and more aggressive. And they wouldn't have given up so many rushes the other way, I guess. But, I mean, they're just not calling the game. And that's the reason they got chippy at the end, too. Because the refs aren't calling penalties. A couple of, couple of comments here that are going on here in the chat over here. Uh, Alex saying, Hintz should have drawn two more interference calls. He's also saying, not like the power play would have scored. Eric agrees with him. And then Alex says, the only way the power play scores is on the rush or off a faceoff. Here's my thoughts. We got- I disagree with the second one. So not like the power play would have scored. I think tonight with the atmosphere that they had, with the way that they played, I think there was a chance for them to score. And I think with that atmosphere, I, I it, it, they could have scored here tonight. Uh, now on the second one is on the rush or off of a faceoff. I would agree about 80% of that. 100% I would agree, especially to start off the power play. If they don't win the faceoff, it's really rough for them. Uh, talk, y'all talk about that. But we win a lot of faceoffs too. Right. So like, th- it's definitely going to give us a chance. And if we have three, I, I bet we score on one. Yeah. And this was actually one of the things that the ticket talked about in their pregame. They got to talk to Bonus before the game started, and they they asked him about like not having a lot of real practices since we've been playing like every other night pretty much, and. And bonus made the point that not having a lot of practices hurts the power play a lot because you're not, you're not practicing getting the, the passes from your players to play. You're not moving the puck a lot. And especially since we weren't getting a lot of power plays in that span too, we, we were completely out of practice on the power play. So I kind of see, yeah, I kind of see like how our power play dropped as much as it did. Yeah. That's a fair point. All right. Uh, who else do we, do we need to talk about tonight? We 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 gushed about uh, Logan, Tom- Logan Thompson. Let's gush about Otter for a second. Yeah, I mean Otter the, was so, absolutely insane tonight. Yeah. I mean not, he wasn't not as required. many big saves. 
yeah. but they were way more timely. I think that's exactly what you're about to say, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> but when when we needed them, he he showed them. They they were great. Love the saves, especially in overtime too. He he was so solid. And and no offense to Kari Lettinen. I I love the guy to death. He was a he was a good star for a long time. But that was one of the faults of Kari Lettinen in the playoffs is the fact that or even in in really really tough tight games, you know, and this kind of gets thrown on Freddie Anderson uh, in Carolina a little bit too when he was with the Toronto Maple Leafs was that the fact that he's such a great goaltender but he's not clutch and he doesn't get you the big save in the moment when you need it, and that's the that's what uh, Jake Ottinger has been doing. So I mean, and especially in this game, the the, the third period and the overtime alone, he made his money. I mean, he made his paycheck yeah. and those two parts alone. He was solid in the first two periods. He was fantastic. Absolutely mastodonic, to use a word out of Razor's vocabulary, in that third period and overtime. And, and, and we talked about it a little bit before the game, too, that this is like, this is Otter's first real taste of the playoffs. I mean, he was in the bubble, but he was obviously just warming the bench. He was not getting into any game. Didn't matter what happened. Who'd have got blown out one game he didn't play? <laughs> so... This is his first, like, real important game that he's playing in the NHL. And to see him respond in such a huge way, in such a big moment, late in the third, that's what you want out of your out of your rookie goaltender. Like, that's a guy you can rely on and you can ride deep into the playoffs. And Razor said that in the postgame, like, that's going to scare some people. If this guy is clutch in big games, a hot goaltender could mean a Stanley Cup victory. We, we've and- seen that times just a goaltender winning it on his own and, and that, if that can be otter that would be crazy and that's exactly what i said here when i got home and saw him win in, in the shootout i was like that actually makes me hopeful for the playoffs despite all of our depth scoring problems and all the problems we've had on our power play and penalty kill recently otter being able to do that and show up in this game the way he did it just it, it it's it's absolutely insane and honestly i thought this was probably one of his best games since march too. oh it was his like, best game was, period it, it no, i think no it doubt was, it, maybe the chicago game maybe the chicago yeah. well, you're also <laughs> forgetting true. the avalanche game he played and the avalanche game uh, see you say we're, we're bringing these up and he's like he's had multiple games this year where he's stolen games he's been fantastic in the third period and overtime tonight and it, it it does make me hopeful for the playoffs. And you know what? I'll eat my words. A couple you know months ago, uh, when the Stars had that really terrible four to nothing loss against the Toronto Maple Leafs, I said that this team was not going to make the playoffs. And we are one point away. They still can they still can miss it. It's very unlikely at this point. But they're one point away. That's the magic number for them getting into the playoffs. Whether they get that point by winning or whether Vegas loses that point. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Chris, we can't hear you, bud. Yep, go out and come back in. Anyways, uh, James, what did you think about uh, the Stars' chances if we have to play against Colorado or if we have to play against Calgary, and who would you rather see? I mean, the obvious choice is we want to see Calgary. I mean, their their offense is still really good, but they're essentially just like us where their top line pretty much does all of it. And yeah. 
with the way we play and just being and having being able to pre, pre, I really think like the stars would be so annoying in a playoff series with the way they play, they play defensively and they just try to strangle you and choke you out playing that game after game. I like, it, it's really going to be interesting to see in the playoffs. And Y'all the nice, are jinxing us. The nice thing is even if, if, if we make the playoffs and we end up having to play the avalanche, I mean, we have, two of the Avalanche's 17 regulation losses. We've won two games against them in regulation and it's they've only had 17 of those. So we still we still match up pretty good against the Avalanche. Obviously we don't want to play them though. I am stopping this right now. I will not stand for this any longer. The Stars have not clutched a playoff spot. We are not in the playoffs. We have four points available and we need one of them. We we can lose the last two games as long as we lose good. Ryan <laughs> said it's super unlikely that we're going to miss the playoffs. Well, if any team is going to complete the super unlikely and lose their way out of the playoffs, which team is it going to be? Well, now who's jinxing, huh? Now who's I, jinxing? First, you I are. Check out Swanson, man. What do you think I'm trying to do? <laughs> just start just just who's going to do it. Hey, hockey fans. Feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get 150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, stop everything. Tomorrow night we're playing the Yotes. The Yotes just, they, they beat, uh, who did they Minnesota. beat, James? They just Minnesota. beat Minnesota. And they played tonight as well. Both teams are going to be on a back-to-back. You have to get the point tomorrow. That's yes. it. We don't want to go to the last game of the season and say we need a point or we need Vegas to lose. Mm-hmm. That is the worst case scenario, honestly. So wipe this out of your brain and go beat a bad team who is tired. Because we're the be last very team tired. should be very tired. We're the last team in the league who is in a playoff spot that has not clinched. And I am not comfortable. <laughs> Y'all sound comfortable. I am not. <laughs> now we can I'm move so, along. <laughs> I, I, I'm so I'm so comfortable, but but yeah. But well but you you're absolutely right, Chris. And and we talked about this at the beginning of our watch along on the THPN YouTube channel. And the fact that, you know, eleven years ago, stars all they had to do was beat Minnesota in one game at the end of the year in any form or fashion. And they would have gone to the uh, NHL playoffs that year, but they didn't, and they lost the game. No playoffs that year. 
So that that possibility is still there. I'm just very excited in the fact that it's very unlikely at this point. Yeah. So okay. Go. Now so, we can look up. Okay. <laughs> yes, we want to play the Flames. James is correct. The Flames. It's <laughs> not even. It's not even a question. It's not even a question. It's not a question. There's a right and wrong. James is right. <laughs> so we're tied right now. The Preds and, and the Preds have the tiebreaker. So if we went out and the Preds went out, we're stuck with Colorado. So that's not ideal. But really, Preds really, also play two tough games coming down to the wire. Go ahead, James. Sorry. They they play they play one tough game, really. They play a game against the Avalanche and then they get an easy one against the Arizona Coyotes. So really we 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 to be able to get to that first playoffs into that first wild card spot, we really wanna we wanna win against these next two bad teams, which we should. We should. I hate saying that. We should. Please. We should. <laughs> Especially after true, this though. game. Please. 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 Is, please. please. I, I don't and, and I forgot who said it earlier. I think it might have been Alex who uh, was like, you know, as much as I love that the fact that they won tonight in, in a shootout, I don't know how much more my heart can take if the stars do this in the playoffs. <laughs> so, yeah. Or is, even in the next four games. Yeah. I, I really think this is what the playoffs is gonna look out look like for the stars too. Yeah. Pull up Andrew's comment from Facebook for me real quick. It's about being confident in the Stars beating Colorado. I'm kind of confident they can beat Colorado. Like, of any eight-seed wildcard team, like, the yeah, Stars the are the ones team. to beat Colorado. Like, honestly. Of anyone. Like, the Preds would, I think, would get destroyed. The Knights would get destroyed. I think the Stars have the best chance out of those teams that are in the bottom. So... I am confident that they could beat either of those top-seeded teams, and I do think this team is built for the playoffs. And if Otter can keep making clutch saves like he did tonight, I mean, I, I, I know it's classic Stars talk who are in and out all the time, but all you have to do is get in and you have a chance. And, man, we got we got to get in. We got to get in tomorrow, please. Wouldn't that be a thing for us to get the last playoff spot and then go on a Los Angeles Kings run? Eighth seed in the West and win the cup. It's been done before. It's been done before, and recently, and the, yeah, fairly recently. That was only 2014, I believe. So less than 10 years ago, that the Los Angeles Kings did that, and uh, nobody expected it. And then uh, a while ago, I believe it was the Edmonton Oilers who went on a uh, they went on a Stanley Cup Finals run. They didn't win the Stanley Cup, but they did go on a Stanley Cup run, and they were the eighth seed as well, and they pushed yeah. who, whoever and, they played to six games. So it's a po- mean, it's possible. And, I mean, literally last year, who was in the Stanley Cup Finals? Montreal. The Montreal Canadiens. Didn't even win half their games. They are in – they <laughs> they are – they're the bottom of the league now. Yeah. Well, in their defense, though, a lot of things went wrong. That's like a lot of things went wrong. The most things that could ever go wrong in one season. I mean, or one off season even. (laughs) Yeah, your your captain is basically done. Jay Weber, he's done. Uh, Carey Price goes through a a a severe period in his life. You lose Kotkaniemi to a six million dollar offer sheet. You go out and get Christian Dvorak to help you be better. He does absolutely nothing. I I I mean, it really. Cole Caulfield starts off the season terribly. After having a really good playoff, I mean, everything that could have gone wrong with Montreal went wrong. So, and just wanted to bring up that Carey Price. He did. He did come back, and he's played a couple of games now. He's still freaking insane, dude. That that dude is not fair. He's a great goalie. 
There it is. Okay, we ready to actually get into the game summary? We'll we'll do this kind of quick since we talked for so yeah. long. We'll do some highlights, game summary stuff. Okay, first Stars power play right off the bat. They would get a uh, power play because of a Nick Waugh penalty. couple of shots, but not much. Uh, the Stars did have a good power play, though overall Vegas kills it. Uh, Thompson would make his first of many saves. There's a three-on-one for Vegas. Five minutes in, five-to-one in shots for the Stars. First ozone pressure for Vegas in the game was at the 12.48 mark. So for the first seven minutes, the Stars were by far the better team. Way, way, way by far the better team. And they were spending most of the time for that first seven minutes in the Vegas zone. Uh, by the way, y'all just jump in and, and just, you know, and just jump in whenever, okay? So anyway, uh, Amadio would have a chance. And then as the game, as the first period would go on, Vegas would get better. And finally, he starts to make the game more 50-50 rather than the Stars dominating. Uh, yeah. Raffle had a good stick there. He had two really good defensive plays. Robo tries to go five hole. Thompson makes the save. Uh, Carlstrom gets absolutely destroyed by Brady McNabb. He, he takes a hard one. Poor hit on the rookie there. Uh, Vegas with a two on one, but they're not able to get a shot off. And then finally, the flukiest goal that you will ever see in the entire world. Vegas goes up one to nothing thanks to Luke Glendinning. Uh, but it's actually credited to William Carrier and. Going into the first intermission, the Stars are down one to nothing in a period that's really unfortunate that the Stars were down one to nothing. What did y'all think of the first? I mean, the Stars were the, the Stars were outplayed in the first. So that was their worst period, and that was the best period for the Knights. And I think the Knights actually did a really good job of coming back in that period because the Stars started hot with help from the power play, and the Knights powered back and they played a great period. And the Stars almost survived, and then. Unlucky, well, not unlucky, bad play by Glendinning, allowing that carry a goal. Yeah. Literally, as soon as but, you said it, like, it popped up. That is so dude. weird. Brandon knows you too well now. <laughs> but it, Get out of my head, dude. It's it's so annoying, though, because it's it happened so often recently. Like, we score on ourselves all the time recently. I mean, it's too uh, much. I mean, Lindell did it when he first came back. He scored two in the same game against himself. Fox has done it already before. Glenn Denning's done Glenn it Denning's, a couple of times as well. He's done like three in the last eight games. At least it's, uh, there's it's, two I can remember. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. I if if we're gonna get all of our bad luck out now, I'll take it. But if this continues into the playoffs, we are in deep trouble. Well, like you can deep do something deep. about it too. You just don't defend in the middle in front of the net. That's how they all go in. Right. I mean, don't do that. <laughs> and in Glenn Denning's defense, too, I mean, it couldn't have been poked better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It couldn't have been. It was literally the one. It was like the one lane that it could have gone in to actually be scored. So, you know, call it a fluke. Uh, anyways, Vegas is up one to nothing. Stars had the better start to the period. Vegas got better as the period went on. Now, and to be fair, Vegas deserved to be up one one oh two. They did. They had a lot of good chances there and, and well. towards the end of there the first go. period. Whatever. <laughs> but I think you hit this on the nail really well, Chris, when we were in the second intermission. Second period was the exact opposite of the first. So in the first, yep. the stars started better and Vegas started playing better. In the second, it was Vegas who really started well, and then the stars started gaining back momentum from them. Is that a fair assessment? Yep, definitely. I said it. Sounds genius the second time, too. 
and that that's the, that that's the problem with letting in a late period goal. It, they bring it into the next period, and that's mm-hmm. that's why you can't let in those goals. And that's why you always talk about them, James. You and your beautiful face <laughs> with the <laughs> smile and everything. All right. Second period here, not many notes. Uh, most of those own pressure coming from Vegas early in the third. March so would get a shot. Otter make the save. Uh, you know, a small biggest winner, if that makes any sense, to Thomas Harley tonight. Thomas Harley had a really good game. He did have a good game. Um, he had a really good defensive play there five minutes in on Eichel, and then he had another great defensive play on a three-on-one that could have been really bad uh, for the Stars. So, uh, Harley with two great defensive plays there uh, in the first half of the second period. Uh, 12.38 mark. Thompson is just standing tall, you know, just saving everything at this point for the Stars. Stars are starting to get some momentum back. Uh, Stone would shoot wide. Kiwi would have a chance. His goes wide. And then finally, Robertson in his beautiful face scores his first of the of the game, which would eventually be the second of the game. He gets his 39th of the year, which makes me question, can he get to 40? And what did y'all think of the first Robertson goal that went over the pad under the glove of Logan Thompson? We already talked about it a little bit. It was just nasty. That's an epic. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's insane, man. So, Hen's shot would go wide. Two and a half minutes remaining. Second shot would ride. Uh, second shot would would ride somebody else's stick and would go high. Excuse me if I can talk. Two-on-one for Henson Robo. Great save by Logan Thompson there. I just started calling him LT. Uh, Eichel goes around, and Eichel was doing everything in his power to try and will the Golden Knights to a win tonight. So, you know, another uh, really big shout-out to Jack Eichel tonight. Uh, Glendening would take a penalty. It was the first Vegas power play of the game. And unfortunately, with this game being at 1-1, Vegas would score with two seconds remaining in the second period. It was Chandler Stevenson with Otter way out of his net, out of position. I guess he was trying to be aggressive on the play, which I can't fault him for. But nonetheless, Stevenson makes the Golden Knights go up 2-1. to one. Yeah, we already talked about it, but that's a terrible call. I mean, the officiating this game, I'll just give it one last mention, it sucked. It was awful. It can't be like that in the playoffs. So, what did y'all think overall of the play there in the second period? I thought that was the Stars' best period, like I mentioned earlier. And they did the most Dallas Stars thing ever, and they didn't win it. It ended tied. One-to-one because of a last-second goal. And that that can't happen. That's James's least favorite thing. Can't make James angry. It is my least favorite thing. I hate those goals. I hate them so much. Especially when you're, like, as a fan, even too, you're like, okay, we made it. We came back and we tied the game. And then the period's closing out three, two, goal. Dang it, we're down. Yeah. And then as like, a fan, you have to sit there for 17 minutes. And wonder why they your did team that. allowed the goal. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so yeah. awful. Yeah. And we talked about that on the watch along too, Chris. That was something I mentioned. Like, you have to sit there and stew. That was the word I used. Just stew about it for 17 minutes and just think. If only, if only we had scored a goal or if only it had just been, you know, two seconds later and that goal had gone in after the buzzer or something like that. And that's that can be really harmful. It can be really harmful mentally and the mental side of the game. And thankfully, it didn't hurt us all that much tonight, but it could have been really bad. 
So we just got to stop doing it. Third period goes on. Roffle would launch uh, Mark Stone right off the bat within the first minute. It was a great hit by Roffle, one of his nine hits he would have on the night, which we already talked about. I wrote back and forth to begin the third, so it's very different from the first and the second that both teams are getting chances both ways and playing really well. Uh, Pavelski would have a shot. Logan Thompson says no. There was a tip by Robo. It was a Klingberg shot pass, and Robertson gets his second of the game, his 40th of the year, and it ties the game early on in the period. And again, not just the fact that it's the 40th goal, it's a timely goal, and it allows the Stars to go for the win. How big was that goal by uh, Jason Robertson there? Crazy huge. And it's great to have it happen in the beginning of the period too because I feel like the Stars get in their heads whenever stuff like that happens. If they're Because they started the period, first of all, pressing hard, which was great. And I feel like when they get in their heads, when they're pressing hard and they're not getting anything, it just like compounds like there's no chance that they're going to score. So very huge that they got it early, and it also gives us the chance to clinch the playoff spot, which we end up not doing, but still nice to have that chance. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 insane that only our first line can score right now. It's it's so sad that no one else is scoring. I mean, we we literally have like we have Tyler Sagan and and Jamie Ben, and they haven't scored and. Quite quite a few Whatever. games it feels like now, and there's you there's one there's one uh, thing that they always talk about on the ticket, and it's it's a uh, how long it's been since a lot of different players have scored, and they 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 always talk about it being so depressing because there's so many long streaks on the stars where just people just just don't score for many many games in a row. Like what when was the last time Gurry scored, or when was the last time? Ben scored, or I don't even Kibi know. Rontem hasn't scored in however many games, and yeah, well, it, it, I know Miro. Those are all supposed to be offensive guys too. Yeah, yeah. that it's it's insane. It's like well, that's their maybe job. Kibi Ronta kind of not, but the other that, guys, we yeah, expected he should, that he, from him. He should have more than one goal this season. He should have more than one goal. Yes, I agree. And 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 you know we we I know he got the shootout winner tonight, but Miro Haskinen. When was he's the last time he scored? It was it, before Christmas. Yeah, well, it's, and I've been mad since I've December. I've been mad all podcast. I've been mad all podcast. This is the optimism. We've saved all of them for the playoffs. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my type of philosophy, Chris. I <laughs> like it. <laughs> that's the only answer. And now we're just going to have like four 30 goal scorers only in the playoffs, and none of them are going to be the top line. It's going to be great. We'll see. Well, Anyway, so Robertson ties the game for the Dallas Stars. Sagan would have a really good defensive play right after that. Foxa would force uh, a turnover in the offensive zone, which would allow the Stars to get three ch- uh, good scoring chances. So good play by Erotic uh, Foxa there. Shots are 23-20 to 20 for Dallas at this point. Uh, that would change very quickly. And that's what we want from that line, too. We, we want them to take their best team or their best line, and we want them to play in their zone while – while they're on the ice. Waste all their time yeah. in their zone. They don't get to play the puck in the offensive zone. Right. The, the checking line in general played good. Just Glenn Denning sucked, which was crazy. It's crazy for one guy on that line to be so bad. Well, and it's weird because he's normally pretty yeah, solid defensively. Pretty and he's had, I mean, he, I forget which game it was exactly, but he it, he looked like a freaking, uh, you know, offensive machine getting chance the after one, chance with that one game. He more goals than Ben Sagan and Hintz. Yeah. <laughs> Not Hintz. Uh, Hayskinen. <laughs> Hayskinen, yeah. But 
Anyways, uh, Thompson would have a really good save on Robo. And the, for the first 10 minutes of the third period, Thompson was really, really, really outstanding for the Golden Knights. Uh, here's another Raffle hit on Paxioretti. That's the hip check that we were talking about earlier. And uh, Glenn Denning with a big hit as well right after that. So lots of boys uh, banging the bodies good. Uh, Klinger with a shot. It was a great save by Logan Thompson there. And uh, about eight minutes, 10 seconds remaining in the third Vegas would get a two-on-one that was really very dangerous. And we didn't notice this until it came back from uh, the commercial break, Chris. But Carlson missed, and it was a great pass by uh, Evgeny Dodonov. It was a great pass. But what we didn't see what happened is, in fact, it went five-hole, bounced, and hit Otter, and then went out the other side. That could have been a very huge big game-changing thing if that had gone in. Now, how could you look at that? Could you look at that and say, okay, Otter got a piece of it and he kept it out, or is that just pure dumb luck in the words of Professor McGonagall from Harry Potter? I'll get it 50-50 because he got over there and he was in position and the puck hit him and deflected it away. Yeah. That sounds like his job description. <laughs> but if I mean, he did go for a hole... And it did go through the crease, so we'll give it 50 yeah. it's, some, it's something that Razor said right after they mentioned it, too. It's like, you, you got to be lucky to be good. That, that's part of being a goaltender. Yep. You got to get lucky. And, and you got to be good to be lucky. Yep. Goes back both ways. Um, uh, Brady McNabb would have a really good uh, defensive play. It almost was a three-on-one for the Stars, but he is able to keep it out and uh, keep it out of his own zone. Uh, Otter had, and this is where it's a series of just Otter, 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 Otter here. Uh, Otter with a giant save on Stevenson. Uh, Logan Thompson would have a giant save on Rope Hans. Uh, ben would have a giant hit on Carlson. Just lots of big things happening here in the last seven minutes of the period. Uh, Otter with a windmill save on Shea Theodore, who looked like he was going to be able to go backhand and go top shelf. Um, and then something stupid happened, which Chris and I both agreed on this. Hence and Eichel go to the box for matching minors for roughing. And, and, and you know, I think Razor said it call. best. Razor said it best. You're taking the two most offensively gifted guys on both teams and you're taking them off the ice for the last two minutes of the game, possibly? That's yeah. not really smart if you're as a ref thinking about the quality of the game, you want those players to be on the ice. And so it's needless too. And it goes against the way that he called the entire game because he, there was only two power plays and okay, we'll just add two two more penalty minutes at the end for each team, which is ridiculous. And I'm going to get a flag for this, but it's Wes McCauley. If you're wondering who made that call and I know he's funny and does funny stuff sometimes, but he likes attention. If you go and watch some of the games he does, <laughs> he definitely he does. will call he penalties thrives. late in games because he likes the attention and he likes making a difference. And he did it again tonight. Uh, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. I do not like when Wes McCulley officiates games. The craziest well, he, thing for me was that they called they called it. They made it four on four, and this game decides could decide either team's season if it's one in regulation. Like I mean, if the Stars yeah. lose this in regulation. We have to win our next two games, and even then, we have to hope that Vegas loses something. It's 
And if we win in regulation, Vegas is out completely. That is, it's such a dumb call. It's so awful, especially for just, just the game as a whole. It, the regulation win was so important. Yeah. And it's blown out because no one plays four on four anymore. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Like there's no overtime four on four. So, I mean, it, it was just a waste of two minutes and it just killed, it, it killed the, the drama of trying to clinch. And not only did it kill the drama of trying to clinch, it also killed the momentum of the stars. Cause after that point, yeah, it was almost all Vegas for that last two and a half minutes. I mean, they were getting chance after chance and Otter was just there. And there were a couple of opportunities that I was like, how the heck did that not go in? And uh, I mean, several chances. So then all I wrote for the last two minutes was, and I wrote this three times. I'm not joking. Three times. Otter stands tall. Logan Thompson stood tall through most of the game. And that last 10 minutes, especially of the third period, Otter stood tall and he stood his ground and did not allow any more goals in behind him. And this is what gets us so excited because this is his biggest moment of the whole season. And, and some, and he's a young goaltender too. He hasn't had a game like this where it's so big that if they lose, they're probably not going to even make it into the playoffs. And a lot of goaltenders would shy away from this. And he's like, he's even bigger than you could imagine. I mean, he plays his best hockey. (laughs) Yeah. Our defense essentially breaks down late in the third there. And he's just, he's stopping all of them for him. It's, it's, I mean, if you're looking, if another team's looking at him like that is, that's terrifying. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. You don't want to face a goalie. You can do that. Well, anyways, guys, we would go to overtime after it's undecided after 60 minutes in the overtime. That was the most fun I've had all season watching both goalies do their thing. Yeah. The chances for both it. teams. It, <laughs> I mean, you could just watch the, uh, the overtime period and be completely entertained just with those five minutes. It was fantastic and again i gotta give it to him logan thompson with the giant save on rope hints there on a breakaway that, that was, was the, the biggest chance of the overtime, of the overtime. Mm-hmm. unbelievable that rope doesn't score there and it was a good shot too it's just a better save just a better save anyways we would go to a shootout which is unfortunate that the game has to end this way but nonetheless it does it would go seven rounds Here's the players who would miss. Round one, Eichel and Robo would both miss. Round two, Sagan and Shea Theodore would miss. Pavelski and Waugh would miss in the third round. Fourth round, Hintz and Stevenson would, would both miss. And then the really questioning selection here, Chris, go ahead. Roddick Foxa gets the next chance. He's your number five best shootout chance? That's incorrect. There, I can think of like four guys who are better than him. Uh, Haskinen, uh, Ben, uh, Peterson, who you healthy scratch tonight. Right. That would honestly, Peterson. I, <laughs> I would honestly take the rookie. I would take Karlstrom over Foxa. And you know what Foxa did with his shining moment? He skated forward and he took a wrist shot. That's yeah. asinine. So, and, and then – um, Jonathan Marcheseau would almost be Otter. He, he he clanks off the post. Otter says thank you to his post. He kisses it. He rubs it for good luck. And it would go to the sixth round. Nemesnikov and Dodonov would both miss in the sixth round. And then finally, we see Miro Haskinen, who we know is a clutch player. 
he should have been out there probably after hints, if not before hints, even. Honestly, having Haskinen in the top three on your shootout trio should be a thing. Like, not not even joking. He's I that good with the puck. I, I didn't mind the three choices by... Uh, I didn't mind them, bonus but... in, in the first three. No, I did not like the Fox uh, choice. And then Nemestikov, I was kind of like, okay, maybe... But the fact that Miro was not before both of those guys is questioning to me. So it, it should have been Miro to begin with. Another and mismanaged. Another mismanaged there, if you ask us. And then and then uh, Carlson, William Carlson for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Jay Gondra would make the save. And then Chris and I both freak out on the internet as, you know, hundreds of people who, who watched us tonight. <laughs> Hundreds of people who watched us tonight watch us, and then Vegas loses. Stars get the win, three to two. It's good that we got the win. It's unfortunate for the game of hockey that it ended the way that it did in the shootout. That's just my opinion. I hope they change it. I don't know. There's nothing. There's nothing to change. I don't think we've already talked about that. Let's not get into that. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Huge win for the Stars. They they break their history of losing big regular season games at home. They did what they had to do. We said they had to win. They won. They did their job. And now they need to to finish it off tomorrow. I don't even want to win. I will take a one-point loss. Be, be a good coyotes. <laughs> I don't care. I would be happy with it. Oh, man. I just want to get in. James, what you looking at over there? You look like you're uh, looking something up. I was trying to find the comment that they were talking about Peterson playing instead of Kiwi and whoever. I, I forgot... It, they were having a conversation back there, and it, they were talking about Peterson not being in the lineup. And honestly, I I really think Peterson's hurt. Like, that would make sense because be. he hasn't played I, all that great lately. Yeah, I, I really don't see – there's no reason why he shouldn't be playing in Kiwi's spot tonight if he isn't hurt because Kiwi didn't – I mean, it makes sense to play Kiwi if he's playing with Foxa and Glendening because Kiwi is a little bit more physical. He's more physical than Peterson is. Like that's just okay, that's, that's fact. True. Yeah. So I I get that if he's if Kiwi Ranta is going to play with Foxa and Glendening, but by the end of the night he's not playing with them, right? They it, it was abandoned immediately. Yeah, it was almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do not see why he wouldn't play tonight. Otherwise, I, I and he hasn't played in a couple of games. I just I I really think he's it, hurt. And they talked about earlier in the season that he was tired and hasn't played a full NHL schedule. The most games he's played in the season was like 40 or something. So maybe tired is a little bit more than tired. So I really, he might, he I might really be hurt, not. but not injured and can't play through it. Yeah. I, I really hope not. And he's, and we get to use him in the playoffs because if, if we're able to make it to the playoffs, we, we are going to pretty much use everyone, I feel. And I feel like that's the reason yeah, why Harley's absolutely. been playing recently, too, over Hanley. Because Hanley hasn't played bad, but you you need him to, to – you need Harley to – he's shown that he kind of needs a couple of games to get back up to speed in the NHL. So you're trying to you're trying to get other people time on ice so that if you make it into the playoffs, you can use everyone in your depth. So yeah. I, I really I really hope he's not hurt, but it really looks that way to me. And and as an old team, we're going to need the depth. You're definitely right, James. That's all, right. all I got, Ryan. Anything I think else? That's it, you guys. I, I can't think of anything else, Chris. James, you got all anything right. else? Tomorrow night? Uh, I don't remember the time. Tomorrow <laughs> we night, play, we, we play, play the Coyotes, Arizona. and we need a point. Please. we. 
please for everything that is good and whole and lovely in the world dallas stars please give us one point please like we said we don't even we don't even care we like i won't even care if we lose in overtime or in the shootout to the phoenix coyotes i just want the one point i'm I'm like crying here please on my knees begging please same time tomorrow 7 30 at home finish it please it's and it's a back-to-back at home. Like, they're going home to their own beds. You should be fine. You're fine. Skate, please. Let's go. Finish it off. Let's go. Playoffs, baby. Come on. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Thank you guys for watching along. This has been the After Game Review for game number 80. Stars win in a shootout with a final score of 3-2 to two over the Vegas Golden Knights. The Dallas Stars get closer to the playoffs. The magic number is one now. Getting into that, Chris, I see it. Or James, I'm getting into it. I see it. Thank you guys. I, by the way, I saw at the beginning of this stream, thank you guys for wearing your uh, Starcastic Mark shirt underneath your jersey or even wearing it to the game. We really appreciate that. That's, I mean, we won. So wear it again and we'll win tomorrow night, right? That only makes sense. Good, good luck, right? shirts. Sounds yeah. right to me. See, I've even got mine underneath my jersey as well. So Chris is wearing double. His. James, James, James is yeah. hugging his like a blanket. I can tell. Yeah, right, James. It's in, it's in my lap. <laughs> it's in his I'm lap. Using, I'm using it as a blanket tonight. Yeah. <laughs> right, and and I'll shamelessly put in the plug about please go and check out StarcasticRemarksShop.com for all of your merch needs from the Dallas Stars Starcastic Remarks podcast. Please go and check that out. We released our first phase. That's the best and most direct way to support us and what we do here. I'm hoping if we make the playoffs that we can do some sort of special event. And I'll talk about that as we go on. Hopefully, it, we had plans for this around uh, Christmas. And then Christmas kind of screwed things up with the COVID shutdown. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But We'll talk I'll, about that when we make the playoffs. Yes, that too. Along with Chris and James, thank you guys for tuning all along. My name's Ryan. We'll catch you on the flip side. G- Have a good evening. G- boys. Have a good evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening. Bye, guys. <laughs>